0: Have you ever allowed fear in your life to lead to dumb decisions? All of us know how our judgment can be clouded by trepidation and anxiety over a set of given circumstances. Well, here in 1 Samuel 21, we see David making some reckless decisions following some faulty judgments motivated by fear and worry. On today's podcast, we'll consider them together. Verses 7 through 10 of 1 Samuel 21 read, One of Saul's servants detained before the Lord was there that day. His name was Doeg the Edomite, chief of Saul's shepherds. David said to Ahimelech, Do you have a spear or sword on hand? I didn't even bring my sword or my weapons, since the king's mission was urgent. The priest replied, The sword of Goliath, the Philistine, whom you killed in the valley of Elah, is here, wrapped in a cloth behind the ephod. If you want to take it for yourself, then take it, for there isn't another one here. There's none like it, David said. Give it to me. David fled that day from Saul's presence and went to King Achish of Gath. The whole story here is a bad caricature of what God had done in the life of David earlier. It had disastrous consequences. Remember now that David is on the run from Saul. He did not attend the feast according to the plan that Jonathan and David had devised where Jonathan would gauge the emotions of his father and found out that his dad was furious with David and wanted to kill him. And so he told him to run away. So Jonathan had warned David, and David missed the feast altogether, and now he's on the run. Well, chapter 19 records God's miraculous provision of David. Chapter 21 reveals David's lack of trust in that provision. In a bizarre chain of events, David is rescued by Jonathan's convincing Saul not to kill him. Then he is saved by the bravery of his own wife, who's Saul's daughter, who lowers him down the wall while telling the soldiers at the door that he's sick in bed and then David flees to Samuel and you have this bizarre story of Saul's soldiers coming to arrest David only to begin prophesying and then more of them begin to prophesy and then more of them begin to prophesy and eventually Saul himself tries to come to arrest David and he begins to prophesy even though he really doesn't want to Saul then disrobes an apparent removal of God's backing of Saul as king. All this is happening, and this should have given David all the bravery and the courage that he needed to trust God amid the fear that was around him. But chapter 20 finds David trying in vain to vindicate himself. He goes to Jonathan and asks, what has he done wrong? Well, eventually David leaves the presence of God, symbolically with Samuel, and he tries to vindicate himself which puts him on the run again. This time, the fugitive finds himself at the priest Ahimelech's house. David then lies to the priest, saying that he's on a special mission from Saul. Well, to make matters worse, he and his men are starving, and so he asks for food from the priest, and the priest then gives him the bread of the presence, which was supposed to be reserved for the priest, and then he asks for a sword. He obviously wants a sword to defend himself in case Saul attacks him. This means that he doesn't trust God to protect him at that moment, even though God had protected him in insanely curious ways. But now he's not trusting God to protect him. He's trusting a sword. I mean, God had miraculously protected him up until now, but now all of that is gone away. His strength is in the sword. And it's also interesting that the sword is the sword of Goliath, which likely means that he felt some sort of glory with it. This was a hint of what God had done for him before. This should be instructive for us, because God rarely does the same thing twice in our life. And so to lock him into a box and say, God's going to provide for me in this way was not wise on David's part. You see, he was trying to use God as his good luck charm uh, with Goliath's sword. But God doesn't work in our box. We can't control or confine him to working the way that he did before. When David first fought Goliath, he had no fear because he trusted in the Lord. In fact, he had no interest in the sword of Saul at all. But now David saw the sword of Goliath as some crutched on which to rely. It was a faded, glorious memory that he was holding on to. And and then, of all the stupid things to do, why he would take that sword and go to Gath, of all places, I have no idea. And that's where Goliath was from. He sees how they recognize him, and he has to feign complete madness to escape from the presence of the king. Can you imagine the looks that he must have got rolling into that town with Goliath's sword? I can't even imagine what must have been going through his mind at those moments. Now, there's a lot for us to apply here. Because when we are on the run in fear, we can often forget, as David did, that God can and will fight for us. Uh, we don't have to run away. We don't have to retreat. And we don't need to find the sword of Goliath in our own lives, the way that God worked in the past. We don't have to try to vindicate ourselves ourselves in the lives of those who feel caught in the middle either. It will only cause trouble for them and for us. I have watched God's provision for me in battle and as a fugitive, just as David did. You can't be fearful in those moments because your actions, motivated by fear, will have drastic consequences for those around you. We need to learn to remember to trust the Lord who has provided and protected us through each season. Fear makes you stupid, and you can't think when you're motivated by fear. You have to renew your mind to make decisions based on trust. So Jesus, as we think about these chapters, help us to trust you and walk in faith when it's natural to walk in fear. Thank you for the reminder in your word of the drastic consequences of that kind of fear. And help us to remember that lives could be at stake. Help us to trust you to fight for us and resist the urge to arm ourselves, to vindicate ourselves, to lie to others, to run. We can trust you. We can live uprightly with integrity. You are our rock. Help us to listen and learn. And help us to say as David did eventually in Psalm chapter 20, that we don't trust in chariots and horses. We trust in the name of the Lord our God. Help us to learn that lesson. May we heed the warning and not face the consequences of our own fear. In your name. Thanks for joining us today for the Read Your Bible podcast. For show notes to today's episode, please visit readyourbible.info. While you're there, you can listen to past episodes as well as access a host of additional resources designed to help you grow in your faith. It's all there for you at readyourbible.info. That's readyourbible.info. For more information about South Seminole Baptist Church, just go to southseminole.com. Join us again tomorrow as together we help you learn to read your Bible.